I left Eritrea when I was seven years old because our government doesn't allow us Christians to be there from Congo. I left because of the war. I'm 15 years old. I'm from Somalia. I left Somalia because of political instability. I'm from Ethiopia. I'm 22 years old. I have a kid. UNCR helped me to get in touch with the refugee. And the UN came to take me and put me in the safe house. I like refugees so much because it helped me with education and shelter, food, clothes, everything. I joined Artisan Collective. I like because of its handmade skills. I'm a creative person. I love creating things. I want to be a professional designer and a model. If I get opportunities, I can show my talent to the world. I want to be a lawyer so that I can talk to my people. Yeah, I want to be a big, des big designer. Those were the voices of refugees from Eritrea, Congo, Somalia, and Ethiopia. What these young women and girls have in common is that they are unaccompanied refugees who, through the programming of refugee, have been enabled to heal, learn, and rebuild their lives. And this is Crossings, the Refugee Experience in America podcast. Refugee utilizes an approach that is rights-based, trauma-informed, and girl-centered. In a few moments, we'll talk about how the organization is hosting a fashion design competition in concert with World Refugee Day 2020. It is an event which celebrates the skills these young women have gained in Refugees' Artisan Collective, and the sense of empowerment seven young women developed in an event where each were paired with an emerging fashion designer to manifest a virtual runway event broadcast on the web. But first, a little about Refugee and an interview with its executive director. Refugee is the only organization of its kind focusing on extremely vulnerable women who were separated, orphaned girls and young women. They create community for these women to learn, grow, and become leaders. Founded in Kenya in 2008 by Anne Sweeney and Talon Good, it was originally known as Heshima Kenya. Heshima means respect in Swahili. Talon worked with immigrant and refugee populations in the U.S. and Kenya, teaching English as a second language and as adjunct instructor at UMKC. It is built on a holistic model which includes economic independence, advocacy and research, safe housing, community outreach, education, and case management. The organization partners with leaders in medical care, refugee protection, and trauma-informed counseling as well as artisan crafts. We took a few moments to speak with Refugee Executive Director Joffrey Thige from his home base in Kenya. Thank you for having me. Your organization uses an integrative and holistic approach to programming and development, 
which leverages a recipe which is rights-based, trauma-informed, and girl-centered. Can you help our listeners with a description of what each of these mean and what this approach can do to help shape girls' lives? Yes. Uh, refugee, you, as you rightly put it, is a right-based, trauma-informed, uh, trauma-informed and girl-centered organization. And um, where we say uh, rights-based is that um, we believe that every child has a right, uh, specific rights that are assigned to them, uh, rights for survival, that is to good life, health, nutrition, a name and a nationality. They have a right to development, that is to education, reasonable care, leisure, recreation, and cultural activities. A child has a right to protection, that is from exploitation, abuse, and neglect. And they have a right to participation, even to a freedom of expression, information, thought, and religion. So we, as refugee, believe that these rights that are inalienable rights for a child, and we support our young refugee girls to be able to learn these rights, adopt these rights to their lives. Many times we find that um, violence against women, especially refugees and the poor in inf informal settlements in urban uh, settings like in Nairobi, Kenya, uh, they face, the girls face a lot of challenges, especially due to patriarchal values that are intact in community, uh, weak criminal justice systems uh, that uh, do not punish perpetrators of uh, sexual gender-based violence. And many times these cases go unreported. And um, this it tends to undermine uh, the rights of um, young girls and women from accessing uh, justice. So we as refugee, um, we are very strong on ensuring that the rights of uh, young girls and unaccompanied minors are respected and are upheld. When we talk about trauma-informed, uh, we have seen that uh, refugees who are fleeing from war-torn countries that are, uh, are surrounding uh, Kenya, uh, specifically in the East African region. Uh, either they are fleeing from economic crises that are happening, uh, inter-communal conflicts or war or things that cause uh, internal displacements of people. Many times these refugees face uh, trauma. Now, even for young girls, adolescent young girls fleeing, fleeing from uh, such uh, situations, they um, face sexualized uh, violence against them, either through uh, the flight uh, from their countries or even when they come into the host communities. Many times they get abused and they face a lot of tra post-traumatic uh, uh, stress disorders arising uh, from the difficulties that they saw in their home countries or even during their flight. We as refugees recognize that uh, uh, the mental health of refugees is a key component in ensuring that uh, they are able to access good quality uh, life. Uh, 
studies have been shown that uh, post-migration stress uh, contributes to the poor mental health of refugees. And that uh, even recent works has shown that post-migration stress significantly influences the emotional well-being of refugees. So in, in short, I'm saying that um, we are a trauma-informed uh, organization that in all our programming, we uh, do uh, have enjoyed uh, trauma um, trauma relieving um, studies and trauma relieving uh, psychosocial counseling support for all our beneficiary girls so that they are able to deal with the past that has been bitter or has caused them emotional pain for them to be able to um, live quality lives as they move forward in life. We also are a girl-centered organization. Um, we know that um, we do not discriminate against boys, but um, we have uniquely identified that young adolescent girls, um, their lives, uh, they face more vulnerabilities than their boy com uh, um, counterparts. They, uh, they suffer from early childhood marriages. They are exposed to, um, you know, um, practices such as uh, female genital mutilation, they face a lot of uh, sexualized uh, violence against them. And for us, our focus is to ensure that these uh, girls are provided with um, reasonable care and support, even to protect them from uh, falling into um, uh, prostitution and other kinds of vices that would beleaguer them in their fight for survival. You support tangible activities and training with an artisan collective. Tell me a little bit more about that. Uh, the artisan collective, uh, we provide uh, all-round skills training for refugee girls so as to reduce uh, the risk of enterprise failure. Now, the journey of a, a girl when they join um, our institution, they come to us in a very vulnerable uh, state. They, uh, with that, they have very low literacy and numeracy skills. So we embark on a journey of where we build uh, their numeracy and literacy skills. And thereafter, those that are adept with education, we are able to sponsor them to get, um, uh, to seek even uh, post-primary uh, education certification in Kenya. Now, others, uh, have skills, uh, they want to explore vocational skills uh, such as tailoring and dressmaking. And we provide them, uh, the Artisan Collective uh, provides them with an environment where they are able to be creative. Um, we build skills, their skills capacities uh, to be able to design uh, fabric and clothing, um, make uh, accessories. And uh, with that, we provide them with other uh, skills uh, training, such as financial literacy training, where we train them on budgeting, we train them on savings, we, uh, uh, we train them on investments. We also train them on business planning uh, for uh, how they would create a sm their small businesses and uh, they come up with business plans and we provide them with seed grants to be able to uh, start off their small businesses, uh, albeit in a trial mode, to be able to learn 
we provide them with uh, business mentoring uh, internship opportunities where we uh, attach them to business mentors or other uh, older refugee women who have been in business for longer period to be able to learn the skills uh, that they require to run their own businesses. All this is in a bid uh, uh, to train them to become self-reliant, providing them with livelihood support so that they would be able to go and uh, fend for themselves once they leave our programming. Does the direct work of making and choosing fabric and sewing help the young women process trauma that they may have experienced both pre- and post-migration? Um on the question about uh, choosing fabric and sewing, um, especially uh, with respect to trauma, um, as I mentioned earlier, that the girls, by the time they come to our programming, they have gone through uh, a lot of uh, trauma. Indeed, psychosocial counselors tell us that um, their brains uh, have been affected by the trauma that they have gone through and they would not normally function uh, to the same expectation with a child that has not gone through trauma. Now, through the process of the Artisan Collective, uh, these girls are able to um, creatively come up with um, fashion designs or clothing and fabric designs that, uh, uh, that is uniquely their own creation. And this, um, this process is able to boost their self-worth because then they are able to see uh, the fabric that they have created uh, is being sold to a worldwide audience, that this fabric is shipped to the US and to other countries. And uh, people are willing to put on uh, and to dress up in those particular fabrics that have been made by um, young refugee women uh, that have gone through a lot of trauma. And to a point where this self-worth boosting process helps the girl to come out of um, self-pity and, uh, you know, um, uh, an area of where they have been uh, feeling neglected or um, abused. They're able to get healing from a process uh, where they're able to see their creativity accepted worldwide. We also provide them with an environment where they're able to interact with other girls that have gone through similar um, uh, challenges uh, like themselves. And through that um, friendship that and bonds that are created uh, and the camaraderie that is um, amongst the girls, then it provides an opportunity for healing for these girls. Um, a creation of a community of sisterhood, a very strong social support system. This is very important. Uh, it helps in uh, the healing of the trauma that the girls have gone through. So this week, all this mentoring and development is culminating in a very special event your team is calling Fashion Challenge Reimagined. And it's coordinated with World Refugee Day 2020. What is the Fashion Challenge? And how did it come about? This uh, fashion show uh, has been a premier annual event that um, Refugee has held over the last couple of years. And uh, normally we have this function uh, in the month of April. It's uh, primarily aimed at being a fundraising event and a donor raising awareness of Refugee and the activities uh, that we, we, we perform. Um, 
well we had laid well uh we had laid a very well laid down plans for a, a great gala function to be that was to be held in chicago uh of on the 4th of april um and we had even proceeded to subcontract um, service providers ready to roll out this signature event but unfortunately as we all know we had to cancel this event due uh, to the covid 19 pandemic outbreak uh, this led us to, uh, you know, to plan for a virtual fashion sh uh, challenge, reimagined version. Um, this uh, basically um, isn't a competition. It's uh, basically a competition inspired by Project Runway. Uh, the fashion challenge reimagined uh, task uh, it tasks emerging designers in uh, from Chicago with creating unique runway looks from fabric that is handmade by Refugee Artisan Collective uh, girls. So what we did is that we asked our uh, Artisan Collective girls to come with special unique creation, uh, created designs that will be named after each um, particular girl. And uh, the best designs were selected and these were the designs that were uh, provided to emerging designers in Chicago. And, and this you will hear from refugee staff and alumni. Uh, you browse incredible silent auction items and enjoy an interactive runway show where you will choose this year's winner by voting on your favorite look. We'll resume our interview with Joffrey Thigay near the end of the podcast including remarks on how the organization has maintained continuity of service during the pandemic. But first, we wanted to bring you some of the sounds of the fashion challenge reimagined. The virtual runway event this past June 18th through 20th, a sample from the runway show, judges' analysis, and announcement of the winner, seven girl artisans and clients of Refugee, Marth, IMA, Cecile, Clementine, Jessica, Bersheb and Solange were paired with the emerging designers Conchetta Cipriano, Kate Van Asten, Longhi Nedao, Fraley Lee, Taylor Graves, and Xochitl Herrera Shear. Let's listen. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Our 2020 Fashion Challenge show is about to begin. Over the past few months, seven talented designers have been working hard on creating unique runway looks using fabric handmade by members of our Artisan Collective. After the fashion show, you'll get to hear from our judges, Cheryl Jackson of Grit and Grace, Kahindo Mateen, designer of luxury fashion brand Kahindo, Monica Singh, designer and partner of the Conscious Fashion Campaign, and Travis Paul Martin of Scoob PR, who will share their thoughts on how this year's outfit Stack up. Let's hear about Zochil Ferreira Shears design inspired by Bershop. This was a lovely piece. What I liked most about this piece was how she accessorized the piece. Uh, she used fabric to create a, a nod to the African uh, neckwear or, or an African neck plate. And I just thought it was so clever so elegant and subtle the way that the reference she made the reference but i got it i got it the way you told that you whispered that story to me was beautiful the one thing that stood out for me was like the fringe neck detail um and that off um the off the shoulder detail the braided belt 
Um, this is something I can envision someone wearing to like the beach party or beach wedding um, and incorporated um, Bershebe's favorite color, which is blue. Let's hear about Fravy Lee's design inspired by Cecile. I love the creativity and the um, kind of detail that went into creating these beautiful rosettes into this dress, into this outfit. Um, liked it a lot. And this was really, I think, one of the styles that really stood out for me. It was, I think, the most um, creative um, design. And, um, you know, the girl, she unfortunately had to, um, you know, leave Congo due to political instability, which, of course, I've experienced. I'm from Congo. Um, and she was considered, you know, royalty. So this really encaps encapsulated that. Um, you know, it was very um, royal and, like I said, very regal. Um, and there was a lot, a lot of design and a lot of detail. You could see a lot of work went into it. Let's hear about Conchetta Cipriano's design inspired by Solange. That top has so much drama in it with it off the shoulders and a cascading hemline down to the floor. It just brings all of the drama. Uh, I loved the concept of the top with the train. I thought that was very pretty. I like the sleeve and arm detail. Um, I feel like this out of a lot of the looks would be really commercially viable. It's going into retail. Hi, it's Kat Graham. As an advocate for refugees, I am excited to share Refugees 2020 Fashion Challenge. Reimagined winner, Conchetta Cipriano. Conchetta received 310 votes and the inspiration behind her design was Solange, a 21-year-old refugee girl from Burundi who is a mother to her young son, Caleb, and a member of Refugees Artisan Collective. Conchetta is a bridal designer, wardrobe stylist, and she's come a long way with Refugee as a member of the first ever Fashion Challenge cohort back in 2011. We're asking each of the NGOs, resettlement organizations, and other social service providers how they are enabling continuity of service for their clients and even fundraising during the coronavirus pandemic. What are some other ways you've adapted programming to meet the challenges brought on by this pandemic? Uh, now, when the pandemic broke out in Kenya in the middle of March, um, we had to take drastic precautionary action to protect the beneficiaries from infection. Um, our programming was as uh, severely affected and we had to adapt by focusing on life-sustaining support for the girls uh, through provision of food assistance, shelter provision. Uh, we had to um, deeply go into provision of hygiene and sanitary protective gears for our beneficiaries and staff. We had also to uh, proceed to contract ambulatory services to ensure that we could respond to any medical needs arising from our staff and girls due to the COVID-19 um, pandemic. Uh, our education, our girl empowerment education program was severely affected because now the girls, we had to close our uh, campus and the girls could not access ed education. We adapted to this by introducing a digital learning uh, for our beneficiaries 
to enable them to continue accessing education use uh, through the use of the di uh, digital divide divide this was through the use of uh, smartphones um, our teachers and girls uh, have been provided with these facilities to continue learning through the use of platforms such as Google Classroom. Um, we've provided them with um, uh, telecounseling. Our counselors, our psychosocial counselors, have been providing uh, the girls with telecounseling uh, because we have to be able to keep uh, social distance, as uh, uh, been highlighted by uh, the World Health Organization and our medical uh, uh, ministry of uh, medical services. So we have adapted by providing um, services using uh, the internet, being able to reach our girls and providing them with education and other counseling and support services. And um, uh, that has helped us to keep in touch with all our beneficiaries. Although um, things are not at optimal level, we have adapted and uh, we are seeing our programming being able to continue, albeit in a difficult environment. And so what are some of the ways our listeners might help with the mission of Refugee? Thank you. On the, on the support of the mission of Refugee, uh, there are several ways we are inviting um, anybody to join us uh, to become a supporter of Refugee. Uh, you can join us by uh, logging in into our uh, refugee.org uh, website. Uh, there are various ways you can partner with us. You can become a refugee ambassador in your local community to create awareness, to help us in fundraising. Um, and that you can also join and, and support us, give a one-time donation to the work of refugee or become a, um, a regular supporter for refugee. You can help us uh, uh, link us up to foundations um, and organizations and corporates and private individuals that would be passionate in supporting the work of refugees. So we welcome everybody um, in, to join in the work because we believe that every support, every dollar that we give to the support of refugee is supporting directly the life of an individual. We are changing lives. We are here to make lives of young, uh, vulnerable women, uh, you know, to have a voice in a community and uh, in our society. So thank you, Joffrey Thiege, for joining us here on Crossings, the Refugee Experience in America. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate uh, this opportunity to just showcase the work of refugee. We primarily are grateful that we can be able to support young and accompanied adolescent uh, refugee girls between the ages of uh, 13 to 23. And we believe that we can make a difference and the difference is one refugee girl after another. Thank you very, very much for having me. To find out more about the Fashion Challenge Reimagined, visit refugee.org forward slash FC 2020. Refugee is spelled R-E-F-U-S-H-E. Crossings, the Refugee Experience in America Episode 7 was produced and edited by Vincent Hostack. Research by Janice Pugh Waller. Theme music composed, performed, and produced by John Orr Franklin. Music you heard during the show and judging portions of Fashion Challenge Reimagined was by artist B. V. Accurate. That's the letter B and V. Accurate. 
We would like to thank the team at Refugees Chicago and Kenya. Adele Nunden, VP of Business Development and External Relations. Emily Snyder, Director of Marketing and Artisan Initiatives. Jeffrey Thiege, Executive Director of Refugee Kenya. Learn more about our podcast and find archived episodes at anchor.fm forward slash crossings refugees and many of your favorite podcast platforms. Find us on Facebook at Crossings Refugees, Twitter, Refugee underscore America. I'm your host, Vincent Hostak. Until next time, peace be with you. Assalamu alaikum. Amane iwinawe.